What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong, history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on wax. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. And we're here to recap another Chicago Bulls win. We're going streaking 109 to 97 over the Denver Nuggets. Before we get into this game, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And check out VividSteeps.com. If you go to a game or a concert and you spend $100 or more and use promo code ONTAP, you get $10 off. $10 off, that's a free beer from Goose and IDU. Again, VividSteeps.com. Any order over $100, use promo code ONTAP. $10 off. Goose! DeMar DeRozan. Um, well, for right now, we'll see what happens. DeMar DeRozan's gone. Alex Crusoe's hurt. Kobe White's. COVID and Javante Green COVID. Uh, Bulls are next man up mentality. And holy shit, did they uh, did they show that tonight with a couple guys? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm grateful again that I got to skip the first quarter. I got to watch the second <laughs> half of the second. Yeah, uh, Where Zach and Lonzo kind of turned it on for us to make it a game going into the second half before the Bulls took over and made it not so much of a game, which obviously we'll get into, but... Yeah, I mean, when you see Matt Thomas in the first quarter, that's that's oh shit city. I was so fucking mad. You have no idea how irritated I was. He came in and I'm like, okay, you know what? I understand why they're doing it. Need you know someone to hit a couple threes or something like that. Maybe string something together here. Uh, no, no, no. He just wants to put the ball on the floor and be a two K my player apparently. I, I did not like what I saw out of him besides the one three that he did hit. So you missed nothing. Luckily, the only one that I got to see because that came in the second half. Yeah, you literally missed nothing there in the first quarter when he was in. It was pretty. <laughs> no, I checked the score. We were down like 15 points, 25 to 10, something like that. And I was like, um, what the fuck's going on over there? Um, and obviously, you know, I knew DeMar was out, which sucked. You, you're leading fourth quarter scorer in the NBA uh, is no longer playing for you. Um, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week as well. As well as just a top five to ten scorer in the league in general. So, you know, and he's been the steadying hand for this team a lot of the year because Vooch has not been that veteran all-star uh, that we got accustomed to in the second half of last season. Uh, 20 and 10 hasn't been a guarantee for him uh, to start the year. So, 
without Demar, it was really nice <clears throat> to see Zach take the reins and have the extreme confidence to carry the Bulls in that third quarter and into the fourth with a big lead. Yeah, absolutely. I'll speak on Zach and his third quarter performance here in a minute where he really started to get it going. Um, but I, wa- I want to talk about Io DeSumu getting the start tonight real quick. And you, the, you want to talk about him? Because I want to talk about him too. Yeah, well, the notes that I took on my phone, are, I'm going re- to read you this. I typed this as the game was happening. Um, Is it know, an Io soliloquy? Bro? It's in my, my notes folder here. Um, basically I said, Io DeSumo needs to take an Eddie because his first half nerves are showing. So I, you know, needed to calm down a little bit give a little, uh, you know, juju, good juju, calm juju on him because the first half of Io was a little brutal. I felt like the, uh, the nerves were really out to play, you know, being from Chicago, starting in his first NBA game, you know, on a really good team. <laughs> to, yeah, I shake my boots in the stands when I hear from Chicago, you know, in the starting lineup announcements. It's it's, it's a little, you know, it's intimidating. It, yeah, it is. Um, especially when you're playing in Chicago. So, no, I mean, once again, I got to skip most of that. I only got to see the greatness of Io in the second half, which <laughs> yes, had which me was awesome. dancing in the streets before the game was even over, um, just because. Seeing that from a second-round pick, obviously it's very easy to get excited about a second-round pick because the expectations are extremely low. Like, when you draft somebody fourth overall like Pat, it's almost like future all-star bust, like we used the top five pick on you. You take somebody in the second round, and obviously we got extremely lucky that I.O. fell to us. To have this kind of production early in a spot where one of your uh, all stars goes down, and you play forty plus minutes, and you flirt minutes, with, man. And you flirt with a triple double in yeah. your first career start after a slow start. So you did it when it counts in the second half. Um, that shit was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, my second half notes from Iowa forget first half notes. So that's what I wrote. Um, yeah, he came out in the second half and was. Unbelievable was keeping, you know, uh, keeping hold of the ball. He had a couple turnovers there in the first where he like just juggled the ball a bit. Um, playmaking is that, where we, is that where we started seeing the underhand passes because they're more sure handed? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he, I mean, he, what was that, Rick Barry, right? Rick Barry with the uh, the underhand free throw, underhand free throw yeah. <laughs> I was hoping we get an underhand, underhand lob out of him, that would have been dope, but uh. You know, in the second half, he was so good, and I just wanted to touch on that. I mean, just calm, cool, collected with the ball, finding his teammates, helped uh, his help defense. He got lost a couple times, um, over committing to a help defense that probably didn't call for it. You know, we'll, we'll steal a Staceyism and Stacy get well soon. Sucks he's in NBA health and safety protocol. I hope he's going to be all right. You know, with the, with COVID and everything. But Stacy always says, "KYP, know your personnel." And sometimes Io got lost there, but I, I'm willing to throw. I threw all that away because the help defense and everything else after that first half was just completely on point. And for a rookie, you know, to get 42 minutes, a second, you know, round rookie, as you mentioned, second rounder, 42 minutes contributing. Uh, this this is a steal. And by you know, quite frankly, I feel like calling him a second rounder is. I know that's where he was drafted, but it's, is an insult right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a little degrading. It is. It's a little degrading. This dude it's is something else. It's happened. It's degrading now. I'm glad that the, the degrading happened because otherwise he, he wouldn't be on our team. But 
Um, the, the things that he's done to start this season, especially in this game, uh, when we needed it more than we've needed it previously, because we really are hurt. Like, you go down the line, Pat, Kobe, Caruso, DeMar, like, that shit's heavy. It, that's, well, yeah, it's a lot. You know, I mean, it, it's a lot. It's a part and of the roster. Right. And, and I I cannot believe, like, when, when DeMar was announced as not playing, because he did shoot around. You know, like, he was in shoot around. So, like, when it was announced he wasn't going to play, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm thinking, okay, we got Denver. Denver's really hurt, too. Man, they got guys out left and right as well. And I'm like, I'm not really too worried about Eric Gordon and Jokic. Because even with DeMar out, as you mentioned earlier, the, you know, leader in fourth quarter points in the NBA, Mr. Clutch going to be, this year will be his fifth All-Star game. You know, he's going to, he's the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. With him out, I, I, I was like, oh, shit, man. I had that, like, little worry, but then I remembered. I'm like, we have Lonzo, we have Zach, and we have Vooch. And though Vooch, he pissed me off a little bit tonight because he was just – I swear to God he's putting too much English on the ball, Goose. It just fucking rims. Same with all Zach's misses. I feel like they're in and out, which is scary because if they made all these shots, like, these games would be even more blowouts. But Vooch more than Zach because, obviously, Zach's been killing it. I don't know what's going on with his shot because it's usually butter. Fix it. It's usually butter. He's got to sharpen the knife because I don't know. I mean, he, your center went eight for 24 tonight. And he was still 20 and 10. But yeah. I'm like looking at that. I'm like, God, damn. and he hit so many gimmies. And again, they're all good shots. I just, I don't know what happens. Like, how do you fix what you've done type thing? Like, how did you break your shot? Is it broken? I, I don't understand. So I just could you imagine if he fucking hit twelve of the you know twelve shots if he would have went fifty percent from the field? You're right. It's a blowout. No, I mean hopefully we get the real him at some point in the season. By the sounds of thing, Demar is probably going to be out for a couple of days and a couple of Sounds games so at least. Um, hopefully it's just you know the precautionary health and safety protocol because like you said he did attend shoot around. So, with that being the case, if it is COVID, does that mean the rest of the team's going to be out? Like, who, who else can we lose? Do or I mean, you going to get a chance to play the game? Are they going to like do a 50-50 raffle with tickets and winner gets to play minutes in the NBA because the Bulls need people? Like, I really, I like really didn't think this was going to be something we were dealing with this season. This really has sucked with the COVID protocols. Yeah, no, and you know what, dude? It's every team too. You know, so like, because I was going to, you know, get on my bullshit earlier and be like, oh my God, the gods are trying to keep the Bulls down again. Why? You know, like, why did Jerry Krause have to sell his soul for, you know, six championship rings? Why? But, you know, it's fucking, I look like throughout the whole league and everybody's dealing with it on a pretty major, you know, a major turn here. I mean, look at, look at Denver. They hit three dudes out from it. And Austin Rivers was out. Um, they had another two that were out too, and I'm just fucking blanking right now. But they had another two guys that were out in health and safety protocol. So uh, I, I hope it's not a trend we see all season. But to your point, like the fact that he was in shoot around and then tested positive, it's like, you know, you guys are in shoot around, you're fucking around, you're all near each other. What happens in a couple days? Is the, like you said, is the G League roster, are we getting the phone call? You know, are we, you know, who's going to go play basketball for the Chicago Bulls? It, 
it's really hard to judge it, you know, cause you don't know how co you know, COVID affects people differently. And, you know, maybe just, it's not, you know, necessarily the case that because tomorrow was around Zach or Zoe that it's going to get them, you know, and, and, but at the same time, it, it still could, you know, and it, <laughs> I don't know, it's hard. It, it's definitely got to be really tough being, you know, an NBA trainer and, and, and health and safety for them right now. It's got to be a fucking nightmare. Well, no, because it, for most people, it's at a certain point where you're just like saying, fuck it. Um, and, and I don't know. Uh, it's, I guess that's something that we're going to have to navigate throughout the season. Luckily, it seems we have the depth and at least the camaraderie on this roster where they're going to pull together and it is going to be next man up. And we're going to get performances tonight where it's, uh, you know, teams with protocol issues and injuries against team with protocol issues and injuries. And the Bulls stars in supporting cash just played harder for each other. And I think that's really what we saw in the second half of a close game. The Bulls came out on a 7-0 run um, in that third quarter and really kind of put the pressure on the Nuggets uh, being on the road because when the Bulls are playing well like this, the UC is a scary place to play for an opponent. I, dude, I was thinking that same thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because when the when they got back in it after Zach's 12-point third quarter, and like you said, they went on a 7-0 run to start that shit, get back into it. They weren't far out, but get back into it and take that lead. Um, you know, that place was rocking. Absolutely rocking, and it's awesome to see. You know, they I felt like um, you know, like how they say the fourth phase in football when that when that gets all going and everything like that. Um God damn my cat. I'm sorry. Fucking cat. Um Anyway, I forgot what I was saying now because the goddamn cat threw me up. Fourth phase in football. Oh, yeah, the fourth phase in football. Thank you, was the United Center crowd today. Um, and, and that was awesome to see. Another thing I wanted to bring up uh, before we get into Zach's third quarter because I really want to I want, I want to talk about that, but I love the way Lonzo Ball stepped up today. Um, scoring was going to be a little bit more down, obviously, with DeMar DeRozan not in the lineup. And – Zoe was real good. Seven for 15 from the field, four for eight from downtown, two for three from the free throw line, uh, 20 points, 10 boards. Him and Vooch both had 20 and 10. Uh, Zoe, however, had four assists to two turnovers. And my favorite stat of the night from him, four blocks, Goose. Four blocks. Ain't it wild? <laughs> no, it's wild. I mean, but yeah. it, it, and I'm not as surprised as my initial reaction probably was because he is a great defender. Um, I think that flagrant foul call that we got kind of secured the game for us. I think that was the dagger tonight when he hit oh, that oh, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he got undercut there, hit the mm -hmm. free throw. Bulls got the ball back. Great ball movement. And I think that's when I ended up uh, flipping Bradley that uh, nice dime for the dunk. Um, and that, that swung the game. Like, that was it. After that point, I never questioned again whether really Denver was going to get back in it. I think that was – the dagger no so for him to step up in that second quarter with zach when they needed to get back into the game after getting their ass kicked in the first um and then to come through uh at the end of the game was huge uh, because we are going to need that if we're going to be without tomorrow here yeah absolutely i i, I kind of wanted to buy into himself like we've bought into lonzo ball and what i mean by that is like his offensive game that dude's got a quick first step I feel like if he was more confident and actually looking to score that ball, he could do it a little bit better than he does currently. So you want him to be Lonzo Balls? Yes, that's what I want. I want multiple hanging there and uh, take <laughs> and, and taking the shot. Yeah, that was sexual innuendo with Buzz on tap. Thank you for joining. Um, <laughs> into Zach Levine's third quarter. 
like I said earlier, 12 points, uh, extremely efficient from the field in that third quarter. Um, what did you think there? Obviously, you know, 7-0 uh, run to start the quarter to take the lead, but when Denver came fighting back to even take their own lead, Zach brought us back in and then some. I don't know. If I'm honest, there was a couple moments where I was a little worried. Uh, Denver's pressure uh, was putting Zach in some tough spots um, that he literally fumbled his way out of at times in positive ways, um, which was kind of crazy to watch on some of the plays where, you know, he'd get doubled, lose the ball a little bit, but then he'd find Io for um, that little floater there. Uh, we had a couple of those plays that I got a little uneasy, but then he starts hitting these shots and, when he starts shooting after that, you know they're going in. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. And the bobbing and weaving that he was pulling on the Denver defense to get to the rim, um, there's probably at least three and one calls that – Didn't get called, and two of them were against Aaron Gordon. I know exactly, yeah. When he got into the paint, he got body, he got body checked a little bit by Gordon, and they didn't call anything. Um, Zach had a moment in the game where he thought he was fouled. He didn't get back on defense. Denver was not able to convert, but it, it, I find myself being pissed off when Zach does that a lot, because I feel like he's wanting these calls that if he's not getting them, could just get back on D. But tonight, I think there was a few of them outside of the one, like those two Aaron Gordon body checks in the paint in that third quarter. I was like, that's a little fucking excessive. Not that Gordon's trying to hurt him or anything, but I mean, that's, it's a, it's a kind of a harder foul and it's kind of a, it's a blatant foul. You know, you can see he did it on purpose to stop him. So um, yeah, other than that, I mean, the third quarter was awesome. I love his step back jumper, man. Uh, the big three hit in the corner was huge to, you know, extend the lead. To, I think that was when we extended the lead to five. Uh, he just, Zach Levine took over with DeMar DeRozan being out. And that, and that was huge. We definitely needed that. No, when Zach catches fire, I don't know that there's a more fun player to watch in the NBA because his arsenal is unlimited. He can dunk on you. He can finish with finesse at the rim that step back in the mid-range or the three-point game. Like, you cannot predict what he is going to do, um, and it is just extremely exciting to watch when he has it on. And in that th third quarter, um, I didn't think he was going to miss. I wish he would have got some more calls, though. Like, that has to come around at some point. Like, the Bulls are establishing themselves. Zach has established himself. When is he going to get established player calls consistently? We saw it against Brooklyn, but we did not see it tonight, at least on, uh, you know, a lot of his drives. Right. Um, another thing I would like to do is give credit just to the Bulls defense as a whole real quick, holding Jokic to six for 17 from the field, one for five from downtown. He finished with 17, 15 assists and 12 boards. We both know Jokic is a badass player, and I have been lobbying for him since I found out he was going to be a free agent in 2023. Um, so I'm obviously all about the Jokic to rejoin our Taurus Karnaschovas uh, thing. But, oh, my God, what a boring triple-double out of him. I'm serious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was not eventful. It wasn't the Joker that we're used to seeing. Right. Um, I don't know if – you know, his mindset's kind of just taken out of it, being, you know, so depleted as a team, uh, feeling like he has to do it all on his own, and he just deferred tonight. Or, you know, maybe AK slipped him some cash. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Jokic brothers are doing negotiating with AK. You give my brother one million, he'll he throw the game. I don't know if they talk like that. That was 
I felt like they talked like I don't even know, like the the Rocky villain. <laughs> it's a Russian, I think, actually. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they hold Aaron Gordon to seven for sixteen from the field. He finished with eighteen points tonight. Um, Morris had a really good shooting night himself. He he went eight for thirteen. He had nineteen points and seven assists. It's my first time really like watching Denver ball this year uh, up close. He looked really good. I thought he was a pretty good player. Yeah, um, Morris. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, that's really everything of note on the defensive side. They held those guys to only shooting 39% from the field, 34% from downtown, obviously limited to the 97 points. Uh, spotlight on a couple guys, man. I'd like to give Troy Brown Jr. some dap real quick. Good defense, staying in front of his men tonight. Um, Never seen somebody get deeper in a defensive stance than Troy Brown Jr. <laughs> Jackie Moon. Um, but he, <laughs> Maybe. He finished with six points, um, eight rebounds, and uh, one assists in 24 minutes off the bench. He went two for six from the field. Tony Bradley came in. He got 12 minutes tonight. Uh, I, he didn't really impact the score of the game at all, but he did impact the, uh, you know, the interior defense. And he got some good boards, altered a couple good shots, and came away with a block. He had three points on one, uh, one of two shooting, six boards, one assist, one block in his 12 minutes of play. Um, Matt Thomas, I cannot believe Matt Thomas finished with 14 points or I'm sorry, plus 14, plus 14 in the plus. Minus. Oh, okay. I, apologize. I was like 14 points. You, no. you blew my mind there for a second. No, no, it was three points, but he finished that See, You know how I always tell you, I use it to fit my narrative. Like I have to right here. He was God awful. And okay, I'm done. I'm not going to get into this whole fucking thing now. I just went and done pissed myself off, and now I'll make myself happy again. Derek Jones Jr., who I've been calling to start even when Javante's been healthy, just because I, I really like Derek Jones Jr. He played a great game tonight, Goose. He went uh, five for 12 from the field, uh, one for five from downtown. Not, not great, Bob, but whatever. 12 points, nine boards, one assists, one block for DJJ. Did a lot of little things tonight. Great defense from him as per usual. Um, I really like him in the starting lineup, man. I know he can't hit that three. Uh, Javante will hit the three better, I think, and that's why I think that Javante starts. Um, but if you are not familiar with what DJJ does, tonight you got a lot of it. Really good defense and some thunder dunks, man. No, that's probably what's the most exciting thing about this Bulls roster. Roster. Um, is that you can, for the most part, um, start anybody. And you can make an argument for starting anybody. Um, that just speaks to the depth of this team. It makes it really hard to beat them when they're healthy. And as we touched on last episode, it makes it even harder for Billy to decide who to play when they're healthy because yeah, the difference different. between energy in Javante and DJJ is minimal. Uh, it has to come down to the shooting because I think versatility uh, definitely goes to DJJ. Not that Javante's a slouch in that compartment because he's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and plays fucking power forward like a dog. But, um, no, I mean, this stretch is going to make it even harder for Billy, though. Like, seeing how good these guys play in extended minutes is not going to make it easier to decide not to play them uh, those minutes going forward because Io is continuing to carve out a role. He played 42 minutes tonight. That is it's crazy. wild. That's what I was saying, man. It's wild. He played that. And like I said, the first half was so 
like just ner- I'm, I want to say bad. He was real bad. He wasn't good, but a lot of nerves were built into that. I think you know, as we pointed out in the beginning of the show. But 42 minutes, it just shows you how good his second half was, man. Dude, just fucking, you couldn't keep him off the court. He was doing all the little things. It, uh, it all started clicking for him. Um, so, you have anything left on this game, or are you ready to move on to our next two? No, we can go on to the next two here. They're going to be uh, on the road, correct? Yeah, they are on the road. Um, the reason I said the next two is because I think they said that DeMar, if this was a false positive that he had today, and like he takes one tomorrow, he's negative, he has to wait another 24 hours, and he's negative again, he should be back by Saturday's game, which is in Miami. Um, but our next game will be Wednesday, and that's in Cleveland. The Bulls will be taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And just so everybody knows, it's not the Cleveland that we thought it was. It's actually a decent team. The Cleveland Cavaliers are currently the seventh at 13 and 11 in the NBA. They'll be our next game. So we're, we're going to have to kick them out of seventh because last time we talked, they were in six. So they are mm-hmm. sliding a little bit here. We're going to have to That's send because them. they lost to Milwaukee. Okay. Well, yeah. we're going to have to send them to Nick's territory because as much as I love Lowry, I don't want to see the Cavs be good. Uh, I don't want to see that. No, I, I don't want to see it at all. I was talking major like, shit when like, Lowry went over there. Everybody's like, oh, I hope Cavs, Lowry does well. Cavs and Knicks in terms of teams in the East instead of the powerhouses that, like, you know, have been the contenders for a while that we need to take down to be be the shit. Um, I, they're they're kind of like my mini rivals and the Hawks because we all started a rebuild around that same time. So being better than them makes me feel good. Oh, that's good. Cleveland sucks. I hate Cleveland. Um, but I will say they uh, they did lose tonight, and I believe they were streaking too. But they they lost tonight to Milwaukee. Your old friend Lowry Market in twenty and seven tonight. Twenty and seven. How many shots did he put up? 15. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. He had a good game and they lost. Typical Lowry Markkinen. Good game for Lowry, the fucking team loses. So hopefully he scores 50 against us, but we beat them by 75. You know, I don't give a shit. But um, (laughs) that's our next game. And again, that'll be in Cleveland. Um, Cleveland's a talented team. Uh, Darius Garland, they have Mobley, Jared Allen, Okoro, and Markkinen. That, that's the starting five for them now. They have a really good point guard coming off their bench in Ricky Rubio. Um, you still have Kevin Love, who's actually been getting some minutes and making the most of them. Um, but, yeah, they're not going to be easy. As as you kind of pointed out, it's going to be a hard game. This is a potential playoff team here, and Bulls are on the road, and they're undermanned. So come out. I think if you get Vooch going early, we'll be in good shape. And uh, honestly, man, do what you did tonight. Because you have a couple dogs on that Denver team that can defend that perimeter real well, and you took advantage of them. Will Barton's no slouch of a defender. Um, you know, and he, Will Barton's ageless. Like, how long 20, has he been playing? 2012. Really? He, yes, he was taken in the 2012 draft. He. So this is a fun fact. We watched this draft. I watch every draft on TV, but we were at my dad's. We had gotten beggar's pizza for this draft. And when Will Barton was coming up, we had the 30th pick in this draft. We had the 30th pick, and Barton was coming up, and I was praying they took him because Barton came out of Memphis. That's where, you know, obviously D. Rose went, watching Memphis basketball, wanted him to get drafted by us. We took Marquise Teague. That's that's who we took in that 2012 draft. So you remember where Will Barton was drafted because you wanted the Bulls to take him, and yes. it pains you because of who they ended up with. Right. 
dude, I'm telling you, I know this is gonna this is gonna you know go into an organic conversation now. You know, we'll do our whole fuck Cleveland thing, Bulls by a hundred. But the 2012 NBA draft had a really good second round in it, and I'm gonna read it off to you for a minute because I I just have to, I have to do that now. All right, so they had uh, Tomas Sadoransky go. They had Jay Crowder go. They had Draymond Green go. They had Chris Middleton go. And then with the 40th pick, they had Will Barton go. Hmm. That's a decent-ass second round, ain't it? Yeah. Like, that's really good. That might be the best second-round class ever. I don't know. Yeah, that that was a really good second round. Um, But, yeah, that's that's why I know a lot about Will Barton is because they, you know, fucking Marquise Teague, man. Ruined. It ruined a whole great night. And then he just fell out of the league, too. You know, like, what a dick. Didn't even hang around like his brother. Just just disappeared. Yeah, his brother's still in the league. You know, fucking ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. It's irritating. Now I'm thinking about guard packs. I'm getting pissed off. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that to you. It's okay. I love you. I still love you. But, yes, take Cleveland seriously, and then Saturday we'll take on Miami. Um, again, I really, I really hope we have tomorrow for that game. Yeah, me too. I don't want to go up short. I mean, is just so much fun. It is. I mean, I had a lot of fun tonight too. This this team in general just got that vibe, man. I I really think it's just built into Billy the Don. Billy the Don. Right. Billy, dude, if he's gonna start doing this kind of shit and we're undermanned here, I mean, and he's just sitting there calm, cool, and collecting yeah, on the yeah, bench. Man, Thomas comes out a plus twelve or whatever. Yeah, right. He's plus <laughs> the, fourteen. The Billy the Don. Yeah, you're Billy the Don when Matt Thomas is a plus 14. Uh, I ain't got shit else for the rest of the show, man. You got anything? No, let, let's hope Billy keeps donning it up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got the, the Mafia man Arturis behind him, too. So we just got mob, mob ties, man. Fucking mob ties are cool and tough, dude. So <laughs> everybody be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter. Stop laughing at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls scripted me at Buzz on Tap. Five star rating and review to anywhere that you could listen to podcasts and go vividseats.com. Over a hundred dollars if you spend it, you get ten dollars off. That's free beer from Goose and I to you. Vividseats.com. Any order over a hundred dollars. Use the promo code on tap, get $10 off. We'll be back Wednesday after the Bulls play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's go, Bulls.